Good morning, everybody. This is John and Henry again, coming to you with our first official episode. To all of you that uh, listened to our first pilot episode, <clears throat> we want to say thank you very much. Um, hopefully, it was uh, somewhat entertaining and uh, you got something out of it. Um, and we're gonna keep this. Uh, we're gonna keep this ball rolling. Um, before we get started, uh, I was speaking to Henry before the show started, and uh, we decided on before every episode, <clears throat> sorry, to do a um, a guided meditation for a minute, and then we'll close at the end of the episode with a meditation also, but it won't be guided by me. And the point of that is, instead of just getting into conversation right away, um, kind of give everybody a chance to take a breath gain some space because this is the biggest topic and the biggest thing we want to speak about is that space between the thought and ourselves, right? Um, so that's a great portal to kind of get into that space. So um, I'll start us off. Just, you can just listen to me for the first minute. I'll give you some cues and, um, and we, will, we will go from there, okay? Thank you. Yeah, all right. So um, everybody just sit down however you are um, in a relaxed position. There's really no technical position to do this. I mean, it's really however you're comfortable. And just start with some easy breaths um, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Um, just feel your lungs filling up with air. Feel them exhale. Now on that, on the inhale and the exhale, this is where we want your attention to be. So in slow inhale, hold it for a second. And then let it out. Just keep that pattern going. In through the nose. Hold it for a second. And then out through the mouth. The goal here is to always keep your focus, not on what's going on between your ears, but what's going on outside. So that could be your breath, if you'd like, you could focus on extremities, um, your fingers, your feet. Pick a body part if that's what works for you. That silence is very important. And if a thought comes in, which it will with everybody, allow it to just pass. See it, allow it to go. We're not here to engage anything that's happening between our ears right now. A few more nice deep breaths. Notice that stillness behind that breath. That is what we're talking about. That's the point of this show. Nice exhale out on that last one. Okay, so I hope that kind of slowed that mind stream down a little bit. That's the, really the whole point of it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you, because uh, I'll be honest, that was one of the questions I needed to ask you. Is how, you know, I'm sure everybody's asking, how does one meditate, right? So Oof. what meditation, what is it, how do you do it? And there's so many forms and so many uh, stereotypical things that you would see and hear, you know, about the guy cross-legged with, one hand on each knee and, you know, pointer finger yeah. and thumb, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know how to meditate. And then I, you know, read some stuff and, you know, you also pick up some stuff along the way and everybody's like, no, there is no 
there is no really set way of how to meditate. It's just a matter of finding quiet and just something that just you're basically breathing and quiet. It's, you know, well, yeah, so <clears throat> well, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about meditation. And one of, one of the biggest ones is, A, how do you do it? And there really is no one way to yeah. meditate. I'm, I'm a big proponent of walking meditations. I walk, and when I, as I do my walks outside in the morning, I kind of focus on my feet on the pavement, the sound of the birds. I'll, I'll pick out a part of nature, whether it's a tree or something, and just focus on it, not labeling it. Now, you could do that. You could do a sitting meditation. There's really no one way to do it. It's how are you comfortable? I think when you try to force it, like I have to sit on a pillow with my legs crossed, I can't sit on a pillow with my legs crossed. Right. I'm not flexible. I look kind of stupid, and I fall over every three right. seconds. So I'm really not getting anything out of it. It's not working for you. No, it's not working for me. So, I mean, there's really no one way. Yes, the you know, prototypical, you see the, the, the spiritual teacher with the beads right. on with his hands right. crossed on that pillow. And that's great. If you're comfortable doing that way, beautiful. Yeah. You'll get centered. Awesome. But if, you can't, if that's not for you, sitting in a chair, walking outside. Yeah. Uh, standing, you could do it any, any one of 10,000 ways. So you know what I just heard? What? I'm going to tell you what I heard. Mm. You're pairing some other activity with meditation. So it means you can actually do two things at, at once. the same time. Mindf well, that's what mindfulness is, right? <clears throat> so if you're, and I, I actually put videos on, on Instagram about this, on my Instagram account. If you're washing your dishes, right, the, sometimes it's a task that you don't want to do. You could be miserable about it because, you know, oh, I really want to be doing this. This absolutely sucks. This is boring, blah, blah, blah. And you, this could be a horrible experience because you're doing something which technically, yeah, it's not enjoyable, right? Who loves washing dishes? Well, I guess it's somebody, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, I'm going to use me. I don't enjoy washing dishes. So for me, yeah, oh, God, that'll be a very, uh, you know, boring thing to do. But you bring mindfulness into it. And so now focus on what you're doing. Focus on the warmth of the water. Focus on the suds. Focus on the plate. Focus on your actions, not labeling them. You're not trying to describe it in your head. You're actually just focusing on what is happening. The purpose of meditation is to bring your focus to one thing at that moment, and that's when you're absolutely present. Thought starts to kind of melt away when you do that. So even if you're doing something you're not you know, too thrilled about, well, now it doesn't, it doesn't become enjoyable. You're not going to enjoy washing dishes if you don't. But all of a sudden, it's not painful. It's not annoying. It's not this task that, oh, my Lord, when is it going to end? Yeah. It's you're, you're actually practicing meditation while you're doing something. So, yes, that's a great segue into that. You, you, know, yeah. you can meditate while doing things yeah. at the same time. I think life trains you to just do that thing. Just do that because yeah. you got to do that thing. And so because life trains you like that. That's kind of your thought pattern as you go on about your day, right? <clears throat> Most of the people sit in traffic and seethe and just get upset about anybody who's cutting them off. And you're hung up on that moment in the traffic. And I can't believe this. They closed the freaking bridge. And instead, you could be pairing that mundane activity with meditation. Yeah. Why, why, why do you? So <laughs> misery is a choice. A lot of people don't want A lot of people will fight me on that when I say that. Misery and suffering is a choice. Yeah. John, how can you say suffering is a choice? I'm going through this horrible experience. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether, whatever the experience you're going through is, it can be horrible. It can be unfortunate. But do you have to suffer? And I'm not talking about suffering in the physical sense if you're dealing with a physical pain. Sure, that pain might be there. Or 
you know, the loss of a loved one. Sure, that pain might be there, yeah. but only you could choose to suffer. Yeah. Suffering is not something that happens uh, because of the event. It's something that happens because we're choosing to create a story around that event. Yep. Where, like you were saying, oh, wow, now this is the worst. Oh, wow, this is horrible. Oh, wow, this, is, this should not be happening. So, I mean, you know, uh, you know it, it's, it's, it's an ultimate choice to be miserable during, during, you know, while you're doing something. Or, you know, like we were speaking about, just bring your attention to what's happening uh, in that moment. And that's a great practice for the bigger events in life where, you know, uh, where if something's going on, whether it's physical or relationship-wise, you can't, you know, a one-minute meditation isn't, you know, something that's going to make it go away. But those one-minute or five-minute meditations you do every day, build up a practice in you so that when those events do come, because unfortunately for everybody in life, we're all going to deal with situations that we're not, um, you know, we're not going to want to be in, but it's just the way life yeah. is. You'll be prepared to have that space between what is actually happening and the story your mind's going to create to make that event that much worse. Yep. And you, you, you basically brushed by something that we were talking about before we started, which was fixing something as opposed to addressing something, mm -hmm. give, giving you a tool to how to address situations and how to address things and basically how to address this crazy life <laughs> in 2022, where if you don't check yourself and check what's going on, you're gonna get wrapped up in the wave, you're gonna get wrapped up in the situation and wrapped up into your old patterns, which drive you to, you know, again, the all the different voices in your mind pulling you here and pulling you there as opposed to having that separation, having that space for you to be able to just make a proper analysis or a proper, let's say, you know, behavior to a situation. As you said, if you're suffering, you know, you kind of chose to suffer because you're yeah, just reacting. You're, you're just a hyper reactor as opposed to taking a minute and kind of what you're teaching here right before, right as we started, you're kind of teaching the ABCs of meditation and it's really the intro to meditation and I think it's very important because a lot of people you know think about the average person I don't think the average person meditates I don't think the average person no, even knows how to meditate and I don't think you even know you have to know how to meditate you just have to know I think a simple thing how to be there quietness mm. chill be there and then for all all of us normal folk pair it with an activity Everybody commutes. Well, a lot of people commute to work. Yeah. Pair it with that. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down to the sewer with this. You go to the bathroom. What are you doing in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm gonna go. To Think the about sewer it, thing. right? Yeah. Listen. I, look. I guess in the purest of forms, you can yes. meditate there also. <laughs> John, there's no rules. You know? No, there isn't. That, and but that and that's the beauty of it. People get this. People unfortunately get so um, get so taken back by the word meditation that their mind creates this. Well, this is going to be difficult, so why bother trying? Well, I'll, I'll give everybody a little, uh, a little you know, glimpse into the future. You don't ever become an expert at meditating because it's not a thing that we're trying to do to master. Meditation is a practice. The same way as if you want to learn how to throw a baseball. You go and you practice. You keep practicing. So in baseball, you will get better at it. You will get better at meditation. But you won't become a not, the goal isn't to become a master of meditation. It's the goal is to keep practicing. Meditation is a constant practice. 
the more you practice, the more during the day when events come up, you're going to be able to disconnect, disidentify from your thought patterns more quickly. Um, you get there, you know, you get there quicker because now you've, you've built up this kind of, uh, like, we said, like I was saying, practice to, to um, not become an expert, but to almost build a, get used to it. So now I've done this so many times, I kind of understand where that separation comes from. So, you know, meditation is, a, is, is an ultimate, ever going, you know, practice. There's no, there's no, there's no at the end, okay, well, that's it. I get my certificate. I am now a master of meditation. That's yeah. not how it works. You're brushing your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, it's You're something you do every day. That's a great example. Why do you brush your teeth? Because you want your teeth to be clean. You want to be hygienic, right? right? Why do you meditate? You want to find that awareness, find that space, and be able to call that as needed during the day. And, and, and you don't need to do it for a half hour either. People yeah. are under this impression that you must meditate for 30 minutes a day. Right. Spoiler alert, you don't have to do anything in life for any prescribed amount of time. You, could, you can meditate for a minute. You can meditate for two minutes, right? 30 seconds. If it's difficult in the beginning, short intervals. Do it 30 seconds or a minute here. Bring it into your daily routine, like something you're doing. Do 30 seconds or a minute somewhere else. You'll see over time that uh, you build up, you know, this, this comfortable, you know, feeling with it. You build up, you, you acclimate to it, and yeah. it becomes a little bit easier for you to start doing it because your mind's always going to tell you, nah, Henry, you don't have time. You got to go to the gym. Yeah. Nah, Henry, you got something to do for work. Nah, Henry, you got to go see your wife. Nah, Henry, your kids need this. You have to go eat breakfast. So yeah, there'll always be a reason why your mind's going to tell you not to it, not to do it. But you know, if you could find that one or two minutes a day, absolutely. Yeah, and I think now anybody listening under, can understand me why I look forward to this every week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally look forward to this. I'm like, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of a lady finger right before it becomes a tiramisu. Ah, uh, oh, I love do you, tiramisu. Do you, know, do you understand? By the way, if you're not if you're not Italian, <laughs> you need to go to Italian bakery and get. It's got to be good tiramisu because it, if you get if it's oh. not, it, it could be pretty nasty. Sorry, I mean, oh you my, off, but it's that but good. I feel like that. Like I feel like I'm about to jump in my espresso bath, <laughs> and I'm gonna be there for a few hours, and I'm gonna get so, I'm gonna soak <laughs> it all in right before I become a beautiful tiramisu, and that's what I feel like, man. And here I am, I'm soaking it all in. Uh, thank you for leading us off with that and, uh, and, and and by the way as long as i'm thanking because i'm very thankful today yeah uh thanks for everybody for um reaching out with the positive messages absolutely yep. and um you know it means a lot i think it, I, I don't let me get my words here um we're connecting on on a really deep level and um i i, I couldn't be happier and like you, you really touched me all all friends all family Anybody that said something nice uh, and found it useful, thank you. And, um, you know, yeah. I feel a special connection with you because, um, you know, I, I think John and I bear our souls here. Um, and it really, you know, it, it, it's nice. It's touching. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, we appreciate, you know, everybody who followed the, uh, <clears throat> the Facebook page we created um, for the show and all the positive comments. And look, and... Uh, the first time you listen, a lot of the stuff we say might feel foreign, might feel a little, I hate to use this word, but like you said it last week in our last episode, mumbo jumbo, right? But it's, yeah. it's kind of true. Um, but if you stick with it, uh, I could almost guarantee you there, 
there's going to be a, the goal is for us to go deeper. And I'm not talking deeper. Let's talk about your past or your childhood. I'm talking deeper within to that place where no matter what's going on on the outside, you're always, I use this example a lot. Uh, you ever see a duck on a pond? Oh, yeah. A duck on a pond when it's floating on top looks so serene and calm. Yeah. Underneath the water, those little feet are, are paddling a mile a minute, They're right? Going, so our feet is, are, it's kind of reversed in this example, but our feet are at a world where it's going a mile a minute. But on top, everything is calm and serene, right? So, you know, that's what we're trying to show you, that you could be that calm, still person, even no matter what's going on, you know, on the outside. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, so thanks, it's, everybody. It's, yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, like I said, I feel a very special connection, as, uh, and I can't thank you enough. And uh, I, that's why we do this, really, because we want to connect and we want to see people's lives improve um, in this capacity. And, uh, I, and while we do this, I'm, 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 with, I'm right along with you. You know, uh, today I also learned how to meditate from John. Yeah, so, well, uh, thank you. It's, it's, but yeah, you've mentioned something very important: uh, the ability to get deep. And that was during our dinner the other day. Uh, we t we spoke about something, and we closed our show number one or our pilot episode mm. with that little cliffhanger of uh, you know <clears throat> uh, dying. And living as if you're dying, or living or as to learn to die learn before to die. you die. Yeah. So, let me give everybody a setup here. So, uh, I'm pretty good at setting up a story. So, we were we were talking about how most people have a really hard time getting deep. So, you and I really connected when we got deep. Um, it was our ability to say, "Wow, man, you have." You have more trouble other than scheduling your stuff for work. You have more deeper feelings. So, and as you shared yours, I shared mine, and we're like, oh man, it's a special connection. But I don't know if, let's say, anybody can feel comfortable going deep or anybody can do it. And then I said to you, you know, John, you know when people get deep? You know when people take off, let's say, the filters and take off the, uh, the mask? and they let go, is when you're on your deathbed. Think about it. So I'm a guy who, I have these little mini panic moments when I start to think about my death, right? Because when I think about my death, I think about leaving behind my kids, my wife, you know, that, that, and that freaks me out. Mm -hmm. But when you're on your deathbed, that's the moment, because you know you're gonna die soon, right? The doctor said, hey, look, you have, you know, possibly within today, you're going to go. And it's only at that moment that we say, holy shit, it's it. It's here. Then you turn to your wife and you say, you know how much I love you? I love you my entire life. And then you turn to your kids and you say all these things. Why? The question I ask, why are we waiting for that moment? Why are we waiting for that moment to be deep? And then you said. Well, yeah. So, so there's, there's definitely, so there's two. So. There's two, I guess, answers, well, answers. There's two ways to look at the, 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 what I said next, which is learn to die before you die. So, yes, that is, so the way you're, look, the way you're, you're speaking about it right now is to learn to die before you die, meaning why wait until the last moment to tell somebody you love them, to live the life you've always wanted to live, right? Because your life happens now. It's not going to happen in 50 or 60 years. It happens now. So why wait until, you know, 
that moment for you to forgive somebody you've been wanting to forgive for, 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 for 30 or 40 years? Why wait until you're being told something that's A, inevitable, B, we all know, you know, we know it's going to happen. Um, why wait until then to do the things that you value? If you value somebody in your life, tell them that you love them. Forget about everything else. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it, and this is a really deeper way, is when I say learn to die before you die, is learn to burn your ego off. So when you burn your ego off, so the ego is the part of our oh. essence or our mind uh, or our thought patterns that can be superior or can be inferior. And it will keep you either in the I am the man and let me just walk on everybody and I don't care. Um, you know, it's all about me. I'm right. You're wrong. And it's also the inferior ego which says you're not worth crap. You're not good at this. You're to this. You're to that. You're to the other thing. Uh, you broke a stereotype right now. I don't think anybody, uh, everybody feels that way. In other words, everybody thinks when you say ego, you're thinking about egotistical. That guy who's, I'm better than that's everybody. That's one side of it, yeah. But then you just mentioned there's the other side, yeah, which is the I'm ego pulling will you down. The ego, will pick, the ego will use anything it can to, um, A, make you inflate you, or B, deflate you. Mm. It will do anything it can to do either or. And it doesn't care because the ego doesn't have a purpose as to say, I need to do what's better for John. Ego is just, it's gonna act the way it needs to act because without, the ego is what we identify with. So that's where I, a lot of people's identities come from. Um, I'm a, okay, I'm a Republican. Mm -hmm. I'm not a political person, time out before we go any further. I really don't speak on politics, but I'm gonna use this as an example because there might be people in our audience who can relate to this. I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. So I'm gonna identify with this. I'm gonna identify with that. I'm a Catholic, I'm Jewish, uh, I'm Italian. I'm, it, it could be, I'm Irish. It could be, label yourself whatever you want. The ego is gonna pick something to say, this is what I am, this is what I must be. I must now act like this, think like this, and no matter what, I have to, I, this is who I am. On the flip side, it could say, okay, well no, you're not as good as that person, you're not as good as that thing, and it will keep you in this hamster wheel, uh, kind of beating you both ways. So when I say learn to die before you die, I'm saying learn to allow the ego to burn off and not have to identify with either or. You don't have to identify with being better or being worse. You know, do, do you kind of, do you kind of? Yeah, so, so this isn't something that you could explain in a sentence. This is something like you have to kind of stretch it out and break it down into a lot of different things. Okay, so basically your ego is not you, no. and your ego overrides you. Correct. And at that moment, takes control. your ego isn't you, driving the car. And you don't realize it. So you, the per, person who's watching, you become the backseat driver now in your vehicle when the ego takes over. Right? Sometimes analogies are the best way to explain things like this if, if somebody can't get it right away because it does take a little bit to kind of try to grasp sometimes you know, what do you mean by like the ego is in control and I'm not, but I'm making the choices. But are you making the choices or is your ego making them for you? Hmm. So you have a whatever situation that happens in life, uh, a, a family member says something to you that triggers you. And now you must give a response. I must tell this family member, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Who's making that choice? Is that choice being really made by the person, the, the actual essence, that's that, 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 
that awareness, that consciousness behind it, or is it being made by the ego who says, I need to be right here? The person that you learned to separate from your thoughts, is that the person answering, or is it your thoughts and your ego and, you're just, and, and everything? You, and, and you're just blindly following it. So that's where like we say choice comes in. Next time you, I mean, use this with a family member later on today. You're talking to somebody and they say something. Oh, look, honey, look at this Facebook post where this person wrote this. How, how, this is, how can they write this? Before you answer from this kind of predetermined, pre-described, you know, you've been told you have to be like this in your life. You've learned socially this is what you are. Instead of giving that answer, take a few breaths. Wait a second. Give it a beat. See what comes up behind it. You might notice that initial urge to want to answer a certain way. Yes. Oh, okay, hold on a second. Yes. I'm watching it, and it's floating away. Why? Because what you actually are behind it, maybe things you actually value, right? Value isn't, when I value something, I don't value being uh, a Republican over a Democrat or being Roman Catholic over Hebrew. I value living a certain way. So I, I value being a kind, moral, try to be a moral person, helpful, uh, I value, you know, I value kindness, I value uh, empathy. So if these are things you value, your answers you're going to notice start not aligning with that because the ego is not going to align a lot of times with things you value or it's going to pick something you value and try to inflate it on you. So it's taking a breath, letting that kind of pass by and see what comes up behind it. See what the actual answer you want to give might be. It might not be the answer that's going to make you feel good at that moment, but it's the answer you actually want to give. Well, you want to kind of tell that person, you actually might want to say, I hear you. Okay, mm -hmm. let's talk about it. Instead of saying, no, you're wrong right away. Screw you, I'm right. Because we've been, we've been trained. Our programming is strong. Yes, it's very strong. And the stronger the ego is, and that's a great analogy, the stronger that programming is, which is going to kind of make you do that right away, make you act like that right away. Our programming is so strong that I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you say this, and the only thing I could think of is how our relationships <laughs> as humans, a as Americans, are precisely based on this ego conversation. Because when you get together with friends, you're gossiping. Oof. You know what I mean? Wait till my wait till the book comes out. There's you're, a lot of us. <laughs> you're gossiping. You're complaining. And think about, okay, just gossip and complaining. You've aligned with that identity. That's, you have to, right? Think about it. Yeah. Gossip and complaining is 70% of our conversations. Is anything ever accomplished in that? Um, no. No, right? <laughs> and the more we gossip and complain, the more we train ourselves to stay in the soup that has us feeling down, confused, feeling nuts, like... And we, we keep just auto-programming, and we keep going about our lives and not, let's say, doing anything about it. And I'm going to inject the word willingness. So when you realize it and you're willing to do something about it, well, that's why we're here. All right? That's why we're here. That's why we're, we're basically going through this together. Uh, okay, so the ego can be a guy, oh, I'm sorry, can be a thing that lifts you up falsely. And it could be a thing that puts you down falsely. That's and the key word there is falsely. Yes. Falsely, right? Yeah, it's a veil. It's a veil that, that's being put in front of your eyes that you can't see through thinking. And, and you're using terms that maybe people relate to a little bit easier than what I've kind of said. Um, Preach. 
Yeah, Still, yeah. Please, baby, teach. No, because it's it's actually a lot of times when you speak about the ego, people get false uh, false identity. They 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 misinterpret actually what it is, right? They think that it's like you said before, it's just this egotistical person. Or people say, well, you need a little bit of ego to be. Mm-hmm. You don't need the ego to accomplish anything in life. You want to accomplish something, you can accomplish it without ego. Actually, accomplishing it with a a clearer mind. Because one thing, the ego, whether it's falsely uplifting you or falsely pushing you down, one thing it's not, it's, it's not going to do is give you clarity. There's no clarity when the ego is involved. Zero, zero clarity because the ego doesn't allow you to think clearly. It wants you to think with emotion, with feelings, with old thought patterns. That's what it aligns with. So when the ego is going to tell you you have to be right, it's not allowing you to think clearly because the higher intelligence that's there, that streams through all of us, that connects basically every living being on this planet, whether human or animal or whatever, uh, it, it, the ego will drop a veil in front of it so you can't see past it. And if you allow it to do that, you're going to, like I said two seconds ago, you're going to be re- reacting, not responding. Uh, I got questions. Okay. I got so many questions for you. Yes. The questions right. make it easier for me to explain so this sometimes. One, 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 of, one of the things I'm, again, I'm processing. As you're talking, I'm processing, and I'm putting things together in my mind. I'm saying, all right. And think about this. So, again, not that I'm some sort of marriage uh, counselor or marriage expert. By the way, we are not licensed. Or <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm a marriage counselor or expert, but I, I do think I have a beautiful marriage. I mean, it's, it's really suc- yeah, it's a yeah. successful marriage. Eric and, great. and let me just say this. So I think that if you're in a marriage or in a relationship and you employ this tactic or this tool of watching out for your ego by creating that separation, it, this takes time and this takes practice. And like John said in the, in the beginning, there's no, it's not a fix, it's a practice. And you do it every day. You're going to brush your teeth every day. So you're gonna think about this every day. But if you employ this, think about how that this act affects your relationship with your loved one, right? You kind of break the cycle, at least with your partner in life, of the toxicity where, you know, uh, we're not gonna gossip about another, you know, one couple gossips about another couple. You know, that's like every day in America. Like, okay, no, no. you don't have to. You don't have to do that. Do you notice when, when you just said that when couples gossip about other couples, next time that's happening, because it's going to happen in everybody's lives, um, you know, uh, even, in, even in mine, unfortunately, a conversation will come up. My radar automatically goes off, and starts, I start to feel this urge coming up where I want to say something. And then this is where that awareness, that's why like we said meditation is so important and things like that, is when you could separate, now you could see the ego wanting to say, Hey, yeah, do you believe what they did? Mm. Or do you believe, uh, mm. can you, the nerve, or, oh, that, I wouldn't do that. I notice that coming up, and I allow it, I actually watch the thought start from somewhere in my mind, mm-hmm. flow through, and fly away. And I don't engage it. And every time you don't engage that thought, you learn to die before you die a little bit Oof. more. So every time you don't engage that automatic um, reaction, you learn to die a little bit more before you die. Because once you burn the ego completely off to the point where even though it never disappears, and some people it has, and that's phenomenal. Um, I mean, I know in me it still pops up here and there. Once 
you start to really burn it off, you start to see who you truly are behind it, all of a sudden there's a clarity in how you want to speak. There's a clarity in how you respond to people. You start noticing that the people around you start responding differently because now their ego is not feeding off of anything. So, hey, I'm not going to give you anything. You want to say something that's going to be inflammatory? Go ahead. I can sit here in silence and just say, I understand, and not give you anything. And now I allow my ego to completely burn off, and yours starts to quietly calm down. But going back to what we said in the beginning of the show, to learn to die before you die, <clears throat> it's once ego and identification with this thing in our minds that brings all this toxicity up starts to pass and disappear, all you're left with is the stillness, a calmness, a peace, no matter what's happening in life. You can still feel on the surface the emotions might be there, but you're, now you're, you're behind it, watching it in this, in this sea of calm tranquility. Like, like you're, you're tapped into it constantly. So that's why I say when even death itself is not scary anymore because the ego fears death. The ego can't survive without something to feed off of. So the ego, like when you try to say, I can't comprehend dying, I'm worried about my family, I'm worried about my wife, I'm worried about my kids, that's all ego still. Mm -hmm. Like you're perceiving it as love and that's great because sure you care about your family, you wanna make sure they're okay, absolutely. But that's still your ego saying, see Henry, you can't, we can't think about what it's like when we're not without, without, without life. Or, I, I can't understand this, I can't comprehend this, I can't, I can't justify this, that's all ego. When behind it, you gotta, you'll understand that that same consciousness and energy that you are, your wife is and your children are. So when our bodies are no longer here, we're still part of something way bigger, right? You're, you're Catholic, you wanna call it a soul? That's great, call it a soul. Uh, I, I call it energy, that's kinda how I look at it, but the goal is to understand and I, not identify, but realize that you're that energy, that soul, that peace behind every thought and that's how you learn to die before you die, when now all of a sudden, even death itself, while of course everybody wants to be alive because you get to experience wonderful things, but even death itself isn't this scary thing because you're not seeing it through the eyes of the ego anymore. You're seeing it through something greater than that, right? So. And, and when we had this discussion, we're running long, John, believe it or not, look, look where we're at. 34 minutes, so listen, Sometimes we'll go five minutes longer, 10 minutes longer, <laughs> you know, not to just cut it right at the end of the conversation. But I, but. I do want to say this. This will be a wrap-up. Mm -hmm. I'm getting good at this wrap-up stuff. I start you when? I want you to share with everybody what you told me at that moment, because that was profound. It was so simple, but it was profound. AF. Like, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to remind you. And you're going to be like, what? you're looking at me like, what did I say? I'm going to tell you exactly what you said. Well, I tend to curse a lot. That's oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, so we're having that discussion, and I told you about that fear about dying, and, and you told me that, you know, just live. You get, live as if you're going to die. You know, yes. get ready for your death. And I was sitting there, and I was processing it, and then you said, well, let me ask you something. What do you remember before you were born? What were you before this? Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> before, before you had memory and thought, where were you? You, were, you just, you are, you were. It's not easy to comprehend oh, maybe off the bat, but that's good. But that's, that's, that's actually what it is. Before you, you had your first memory, we identify with our memories. Like we think we are what we are because these memories that we have that is stored you know, as Eckhart Tolle once said, he goes, they're stored up in the cloud 
like with our photos and everything else. It goes like, where like, a photo show up on a phone? Where did they come from? Like they're 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 being beamed down from some satellite that's in some server. Where do your thoughts come from? Your thoughts are memories, but where are they? Still to this day, scientists can't tell you where 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 memories are stored in our brain. That's right. There's deep discussion. There's deep where yeah. we don't know where memories are stored. So. How do I download these memories into my brain all of a sudden? Yeah. And that's our identification. So without those memories, you know, take somebody who's unfortunately suffering from Alzheimer's. Well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little, a little technical issue. Well, we fired the producer, so that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I need a new engineer. Obviously, the one we have is not that good. That would be me. <laughs> we fired the producer. He's gone. And uh, so we just hired a new one. So uh, we're back. Nobody told us we need to have fresh batteries on yeah. our person when we're doing this for equipment in case it decides to minor, die out. Minor details. Minor details. Um, so anyway, we were talking about, um, and I'll splice this back in. We were talking about, um, do you have any memories before you were right. born? And I had brought up the example of amnesia, how the person gets a reboot. So yeah, you don't. Right? That, that, that what what we were before we have any memory is what will be one once we're gone and you know what we think we we with the thinking mind that is very difficult to understand the mind can't comprehend that because the mind needs to constantly be thinking of well what's next yeah it's like the vastness of space you you tell the human mind can you you know can you uh, fathom what it means to that space is endless, that there is no end. Our mind has a be our minds equate things with a beginning and an end. Yeah. So something that has no beginning and has no end is hard. Like infinity is very hard. Yeah, the theory of it kind of makes sense, but it's very hard for the mind to really digest it. So like when you say, well, you're gonna become what you were before you were born, there's something inside of me, a a like a stillness or an awareness or or this this piece that understands that mm -hmm. but when my mind tries to rationalize it it, it it can't that's where for my christian roman catholic friends god love you but that's where like that whole heaven comes from right where do we go when we die we yeah. go to heaven because the mind needs to say we need to go somewhere else yeah. we need to continue where the mind doesn't continue after that so i think um, if people are listening long enough we're going to get there we're going to talk about that in depth we're right. gonna we're gonna talk about religion. Oh, I, I, yeah. We're gonna get there. We will. We'll get there, and it'll be done tastefully. Um, we're gonna I get have there. I have nothing against people's oh my God, religions. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Beliefs, Matter of fact, belief systems are great. I Matter mean, of fact, it's all questions. It's yeah. all it's all walking through, thinking through, and at the end of the day, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. I think that they're just answers. Yes, and we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely. Yeah. That'll be a topic that I love we'll it. get into someday. But you um, said it. There's beginnings and there's endings, and we might have come to the end of this one. And uh, yes, I feel great. Yeah, feel, this is like refreshing. I'm sorry, man, but this is like jumping in a sauna after a hot workout, and you feel so great. This, this is that. I'm telling you, I'm the soaked in espresso right now. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, no, no, it was. Um... And now you understand why we had to do this because we would discuss this. In your kitchen, at a restaurant, in the car, chilling, at a baseball, uh, whatever. And these would be our discussions. And, and we're putting it now, you know, on recording uh, out there for everybody to hopefully benefit from. And as you can see, uh, John's done some incredible work uh, that I hope, I hope we can learn from. So it's not just that you did some work. Uh, I can't thank you enough for sharing 
what you've learned and helping people like me just understand how to process things better because uh, I am willing. I am willing. Um, I'm willing to, let's say, commit to improve myself and improve my, my, my quality of life. And this is all part of it because we're in 2022. It's a jungle out there. And again, for a cliffhanger, pardon me, but I must cliffhang. Yeah, sure. We want you to come back next week. We're talking about the ego. And there's so much to cover on the ego. Um, I'm going to ask you a very important question. Mm-hmm. And don't answer it. Because we're going no. to answer it. We're going to answer it on the I next one. I have a to answer John, it. Yes. Why? Thank you. Why? Folks, thank you for tuning in to WJBE. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And again, for the positive uh, feedback. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I dare to say uh, I love you guys. I love everybody for reaching out. It's really, really special. Um, thanks. Thank you, John. And uh, yeah, look forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I'd like to do is, <clears throat> the same way we opened this episode, um, I'd like to close it. But this time, I'm not going to really say anything. Um, we'll just go silent after a minute. I'll, I'll let you know we're signing off. But for the next minute or so, just I'd like everybody to, whoever's listening, take a few deep breaths and um, just keep breathing, focusing on, like I said before, any of... Uh, those focal points that work for you, whether it's extremities or, or your breath itself or picking something in a room and just focusing on it um, and let any thoughts that come up, uh, come up and, and float away. Keep breathing. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we will speak to you next time. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a great day.